Listen to them speak. Listen to them talk. CNS podcast. When you sit, run or walk. Welcome to another episode of CNS Podcast. My name is Anders Schiefosch and with me today I have Axel Haglund who is a specialist in general psychiatry, yes. MD and a PhD student here at the Department of Clinical Neuroscience. Uh, welcome Axel. Thank you very much. Uh, how does it feel to be here? It's very nice to be here. Uh, fun thing to, to record podcasts I think. So I'm happy to be here to talk about my research. Yes, I'm very glad to have mm-hmm. you. Uh, before we go into to your recent article, uh, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, as you said, I, I'm a psychiatrist at St. John's Hospital, where I work clinically, uh, but I'm also a PhD student uh, with Borunesson's research group here at CNS. And uh, we conduct studies on uh, about suicide. Uh, suicidology is our uh, main topic and we do studies, mostly epidemiological studies, uh, register-based studies. But also uh, we, we conduct some clinical studies uh, with patient interviews and such. But mostly uh, epidemiological as the study that we are going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how do you get into that field? I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty special field within the psychiatry. Well, I guess um, as working as a um, psychiatrist, the, uh, the thing uh, to, to make uh, risk assessments uh, of patients is a very important and a very difficult thing, uh, the suicide risk assessments. Uh, and uh, coming into contact to that almost every day working as a psychiatrist, it, it uh, made me uh, feel uh, that that was something I wanted to, uh, well, go deeper into uh, with the research. And, uh, of course, I've had some uh, experiences of patients who also uh, committed suicide and that uh, those cases, are, you never you never forget those cases and uh, it gives you... Uh, uh, and then, uh, well, ma- makes you want to know more about it. Yeah. So that's a little bit about my background coming into the field. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and now you have uh, made a study called, uh, or an article called Suicide After Release from Prison, a population based cohort study from Sweden. Yes. Uh, can you tell me briefly why, why have you done this study? Well, um, there were, before we did this study, uh, uh, reading the literature on this topic uh, about uh, suicide uh, among ex-prisoners, uh, we found a few uh, well-done studies made in, uh, uh, well, uh, a few years back. Uh, there, there's uh, mainly from, made in uh, Great Britain, in the US and Australia. And uh, these studies all show very high levels of suicide high suicide rates after uh, release from prison uh, but uh, those countries uh, they uh, they are high income countries such as Sweden as well but uh, when it comes to the prison systems uh, they differ quite a lot uh, in Sweden uh, we have much lower population uh, in 
in our prisons. Quite a big difference. Uh, so we were thinking, is this is this high suicide risk? Uh, is it high in Sweden as well? Uh, and so so that was one of the questions that we had uh, from the beginning uh, to see if uh, well if things were uh, like in 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 the other countries where uh, those studies were conducted before. And uh, we we knew also uh, from big um, systematic reviews that um, psychiatric conditions are quite uh, common among prisoners, and uh, that makes you think that also suicide rates would be uh, would be elevated in Sweden. Uh, so those were some of the things uh, we were thinking about before conducting the study. So, so mainly we had uh, three main questions uh, uh, when we went into doing this uh, study. Uh, one thing that, uh, especially uh, the British study previously had shown, was that the first uh, weeks after release was a special high-risk uh, time period, uh, and we were uh, wondering: is that the same in Sweden? Uh, and secondly, uh, we wanted to go deeper into this and see is there any specific psychiatric risk factors is there some uh, psychiatric diagnosis that are more connected with with the, with the outcome of suicide uh, and and uh, finally also we wanted to see is there a different pattern of risk factors for the, the prisoners uh, who uh, uh, commit suicide uh, compared with general population is there something else we should think about when doing risk assessments on on ex-prisoners? So those were the three main uh, questions we wanted to have the answers to uh, going into this research project. Mm. Yeah, and uh, how did you attack these questions? What did you do to to get the answers? Well, uh, this is a register-based study. Uh, we used um, in collaboration with uh, with the. With, with the Department of Medical Epidemiology and uh, Biostatistics here at Karolinska. Uh, uh, we, we made this register-based study uh, using national registers. Um, uh, we had um, a register called the uh, Crime Register, uh, which is um, held by the Swedish Prison and Probation Services. And we could combine data from, uh, from that register with... Uh, with registers from uh, from uh, well social studies and uh, the national board of uh, health uh, and uh, to find the data we needed for this and uh, what answers did you get well um w what we found was uh, that um it was a little bit different uh, in sweden compared with other countries in that uh, that the first couple of weeks after release wasn't uh, an extreme high-risk period. Uh, the suicide risk is elevated, but that uh, continues for a few months after release. But overall, we have uh, quite high uh, incidence rates. And when we compared with um, with people, with the general population controls who, who never got sentenced to prisons, um, there were an 18 times uh, elevated risk, which is quite high, uh, I think. Uh, so that was 
the first answer we got uh, that the the rate acted in a little bit different way but it was high and uh, secondly uh, we we found that the psychiatric uh, condition that were most connected with uh, with suicides among the ex prisoners uh, that was the substance use disorders and uh, that we thought also was uh, quite interesting um, uh, affective disorders and the psychotic disorders wasn't really uh, wasn't significantly connected in our study here but substance use disorders were and also uh, to have made a previous suicide attempt uh, was a risk factor so those were uh, we thought were interesting findings um, with, uh, with clinical implications yeah and thirdly we'd made this uh, comparison between uh, between the uh, the ex-prisoners who committed suicide and uh, the general population controls uh, that also uh, committed suicide and we then found a little bit different pattern when the ex-prisoners were much less treated for uh, previous depressions for instance and uh, well I think that was an interesting finding uh, however we can't really explain the reason why uh, with our data uh, there are several possibilities to to interpret those uh, findings. Uh, perhaps uh, the ex-prisoners uh, don't have the same tendency to seek help for depressive symptoms. Uh, maybe their uh, depressions uh, are not uh, that obvious uh, for for uh, people around them, and maybe it's uh, hidden. The substance use is. Uh, Kind of taking over, uh, and you, you tend to uh, foresee uh, the depression that are that is going on, but that is just um, speculations. We can't really tell. But uh, we, looking at the data, uh, it's uh, it's significant. They have significantly less contacts uh, with uh, with the psychiatric care because of depression compared with the general population suicides. So how do you, uh, is that something we are working on or how do you recommend we implement that in Swedish healthcare? Well, um, first of all, the most important clinical uh, implication of this study is that uh, there is a high suicide risk uh, among prisoners, especially the first month after uh, release. And that is true uh, in Sweden as well. And uh, everybody working with people who are recently released that can be in psychiatric health care, that can be in social uh, social workers, uh, people working in the prison and probation services with, with this clientele the first time when they go out of prison, uh, that they should be aware of this risk. And um, especially if you know that there's a substance use disorder, um, um, that it might be a, a high-risk uh, individual. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what other results have you gotten uh, regarding what uh, we can do to to avoid this problem? Well, that's a very it's a it's a hard question uh, how to avoid suicide. Uh, if I knew all the answers to that, I guess I would be uh, quite famous. <laughs> <laughs> when um, suicide, I think, is a very complex problem. Um, 
Of course, we see there's a strong link with psychiatric problems. And when we get better at treat finding and treat them, treating psychiatric problems, I think that's one way of addressing uh, the problem with suicide. Uh, but uh, it's also something that has to do with uh, what happens in society and uh, and how how uh, the social context of every person is quite important as well. Uh, for many of uh, the persons who are released from prison, uh, important things are, of course, how how to find a good uh, something to do, work, uh, employment, and uh, and uh, a good social context uh, for these uh, individuals. I think that's also very important, and that is something that we cannot really provide within the psychiatric uh, healthcare system. That is that is something that uh, the whole of our society needs to uh, address these uh, uh, problems together. Yeah. yeah. What is what is offered to ex-prisoners today? Is there well, actually, in Sweden, I think we have come a little further than. In many places uh, around the world, uh, but still things might get <laughs> could get better. Also, um, I know there are uh, special programs for uh, how to uh, make it easier for prisoners when they go out. Uh, the Swedish Prison and Probation Service has, has worked with that uh, for for some years. I know. And uh, I, maybe uh, our research can mm, give them more insights in uh, from this uh, suicidology perspective. Uh, who are the high risk uh, individuals? Um, uh, but there are a lot of lots of things have been done to make um, the transition into life in in freedom easier. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, where do you go from from this now? Or do you continue? Uh? Well, um, uh, we have been planning uh, to go on with uh, uh, to study uh, a different population, uh, and that is uh, people who are n- sentenced uh, to uh, to penalties outside of prison. Actually, that is a next study uh, coming. Um, where we see uh, we search for risk factors in that in that population, which is quite different. But in Sweden, uh, we have a tradition uh, trying to avoid sentencing people to prison. So quite a lot of people, uh, uh, people who get sentenced uh, to wear leg iron um, instead of going to prison, and uh, that is something that uh, is quite uh, big in Sweden uh, compared to other countries. And we think it would be very interesting too. See, um, see on that, in that population, how it is with the psychiatric risk factors and uh, risk for suicide. Do you have any theory how this works? Well, we have to? we have a theory uh, that there will be elevated suicide risk in this clientele as well. There was actually a quite interesting epidemiological study from Denmark a few years ago that found that uh, to have any kind of contact with the criminal justice system gives you an elevated risk of suicide actually and that was uh, even people who were uh, who were never sentenced but uh, 
um, well, so, so so there is something in the, within this field um, that that elevates the risk a little bit, and we can't really explain uh, in what way uh, in detail. But uh, we we think that will be an interesting ne next step. Yeah. Uh, are there any other studies? Have you we do longer studies for these? Uh, prisoners that you have looked at now or well uh we don't plan on using this uh, particular material uh more uh but um, to to um, do further studies on just this um but uh having such great national registers that we have uh it will definitely be possible to do it again to see how things develop in the future and uh we actually uh, for every year now we get better and better data on on the psychiatric diagnoses and and the prescription uh, register uh which hasn't been uh, ha have have had full coverage uh, until quite recently in the in the two, 2000s so i think there could be uh, more research on this area with better detailed data within a few years yeah, and uh, now that we are recording this, is actually a couple of weeks before you yeah. you publish this article. Uh, how does the nearest future look for you? What, how will you? Well, uh, we're actually working on several different projects uh, in parallel. Uh, so, uh, and this is released. Um, well, now when we record it, it will be in. I think it's four weeks. Uh, well, we, we uh, I'm not sure how much attention this will get, but I guess it's a topic that uh, concerns many people, and it's uh, we've, uh, as I said, we've found very high uh, risk of suicide in this group, and and uh, I hope uh, and what we have found will be spread uh, around uh, the country uh, to ele elevate aware. Uh, uh, awareness of of this problem uh, so i i hope um, we have some impact with this research yeah mm -hmm. and how will this uh, wha where will this article be published uh, it will be published in uh, the journal of clinical psychiatry uh, it's a, it's a good um, american uh, journal and uh, yeah and if I or, or our listeners want to read more or about yeah. this, where can they... Yeah, uh, this will actually be... Um, uh, it will be possible to uh, read it. Uh, it will be an open access uh, uh, article. Uh, we paid extra for that. So it will be easy for anyone who listens to this podcast to go in and uh, read it uh, it will it can be found on the general clinical psychiatry's uh web page uh, i suppose <laughs> yes and i guess we can put a link on it in the yeah. description of this episode as well yeah uh, so you can find it there yeah uh, otherwise, your thoughts on being on this podcast? Or <laughs> well, uh, it was really nice uh, to uh, to be here and uh, to be able to talk about my research. Um, yeah, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> thank you for being here, and uh, mm. yeah, and thank you all for for listening. Uh, we can read more about uh, Axel and his research group and it's uh, research on the Bo Research Group page and we'll also put that link in the description 
And if you have any questions or comments, you can contact us, contact us at the podcast at ki.cns.ki.se uh, and our Twitter, cns underline ki and Facebook, Department of Clinical Neuroscience. Uh, well, yeah, thank you, Axel, once more for coming and thank you all for listening. Thank you.